Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Wolf Podcast. Brought to you by Blue Did Design, I'm your host Mark Hirons. Today on the show we have someone I met at Creative South. He's a designer, an educator, a mentor to kids and is doing some amazing work for the design art education community. Full of passion and fire, I bring you Jamal Collins, aka Jay Working. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's good to see you again. Yeah. The first time we met was on a bus back to Atlanta Airport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back from Creative South, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I only saw, unfortunately, I saw about half your talk. Uh, that's cool. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it um, on YouTube. So, I have to, have to, is it on YouTube yet? I don't know. No, nah, parts of it. I want. I kind of showed the highlights. Try to change it up. I might show it eventually. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you talked about weapons of creation as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. How was that? How did you find school? It was cool. It was cool. That was like my first time. So it was like trying to work the kinks out. I don't, you know, it's kind of tough talking in a bunch of, you know, in front of people with no notes and trying to go off your memory and try to stay on point. So, you know, it's kind of tough to stay on target sometimes. Is that, is that the one with Mark Bricky at the front? Yeah, that was the first time on stage, yeah, with Mark Bricky, but the first time, like by myself, up there for like an hour was Weapons of Mass Creation. Oh, right. Nice, yeah. Uh, he, he's a big guy as well. He's obviously a big yeah. guy in the design world. Uh, yeah. What's he like in real life? Because I've heard a few things, I heard a few alternatives. Uh, very, very direct. Right. When I first, yeah, very direct. But I like that. It's like, Get I want this, I want that. Get straight to the point. Yeah. No wiggle room inside of that. And very professional, too. So. Yeah. Uh, if you see his, if you ever see his presentation, he kind of break down the math and really how to calculate what you're doing, really to you know crush it on the back end on making some money and how much you should be making and really how to organize your business, which is cool. Uh, Where's that? Is that on YouTube or is it just? What? I don't. I kind of saw him do it in person, so what? it may be floating around. But he did give a quick keynote at that weapons, and it was kind of you know, you know, yeah. Awesome. On, on what salary you should shoot for on your own is com- kind of comfortable what you should be making. So mm. I think it was around 80,000 he was saying. All right, nice one. Yeah. I, mean, I <laughs> bet he does make that all the money stuff from the podcast. He's got obviously a lot of income from that. And, uh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think it's all about having just multiple revenue streams. Yeah. That's that, that, that doesn't really need your hours. To, to make the revenue. So that's that's the key to it all is, you know, making some money off of some products and some packages and some other stuff. So now you got flexibility to do some, you know, do what you like. I think one of the things is that us as designers, we kind of love getting into doing a craft and not the business side. So sometimes if we can automate some of the business stuff, then we can get more into doing our art stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Mark Bricky. We're here to talk about you. So, um, <laughs> look, can you give us a bit like a brief introduction uh, to yourself and how you got to talking to me today, Bricky? Sure, sure. Well, my name is Jamal Collins. I go by Jay Working. Um, I started teaching um, after school as an art instructor and compl- I switched uh, shoes and started teaching um, graphic design as a consultant. And from there, it grew. And it just kind of turned into me going from one location to seven, me talking to a handful of kids to me talking to a hundred kids. Um, it kind of switched from me giving them the principles and um, the fundamentals of design and more the principles and fundamentals of thinking and using their, you know, their intellect to really forward think their step, you know, forward think their way through their life at an early age. So I think that was like, you know, really trying to change their mindset because they're dealing with so many things. Um, I guess I come from the same area, so I know what it's like. You know, I'm a father as well, so I kind of know how to talk to them and communicate with them and connect with them. So I kind of, you know, create a lot of content around what I do and I kind of show that connection on, you know, the, the one that I have with them. So. 
absolutely yeah i was watching so many videos and it definitely feels like you have that special connection with the kids like, like not not like a teacher uh sort of feel but more of a friend that can give them advice and give them a bit of help and actually support them um because i don't know it's like in america but over here it's definitely sort of the teacher and then that's sort of very much distant from the kids um, yeah i think i think that's just a traditional way of teaching yeah so um kind of related to what i was saying about the business side and the art doing the artwork side it's the same thing with teaching like some teachers are kind of in the mode of already teaching and going, they already have a, a way of doing it. So maybe doing some extra work to research on how to connect with the kids, they may be missing that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So what what's Cleveland like? And, and what, what was it like when you grew up and how does it compare to what it's like now? Uh, it was cool. It was, you know, I, I came from a middle, middle class type of family, so it wasn't no struggling or anything like that. I had everything we had, you know, uh, our street was, we didn't have the internet stuff. So I played outside a lot. Like they would have to, you know, the rule was come inside when the street lights come on. But, you know, you know, we played outside. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, helped our imagination. So being heavy into the arts, heavy into comic books really fueled me as a young artist because I had a heavy, you know, imagination i had he-man and gi joes when they first came out all of this stuff so it really helped you know you wanted to draw this stuff too you really wanted to connect to it so this was a way of creative expression you know what i mean and i think coming up in the 80s when popular culture and hip-hop that was just like the ultimate form of creative expression you can get because now you can dance you get get you got the music you can dj and you can do graffiti so all of these sensory senses of, you know, being on the ground and moving around because you, you know, young male, you got to get active type of thing. So, I mean, it was a lovely community. What's it like now though? Is it similar? <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, it's like very change, you know, it's just different because a lot of kids to stay safe, they stay in the house. Um, a lot of the com a lot of the amenities that we had growing up is no longer there. Nice. So once that's gone, it's kind of like, what's the reason to go down here? I don't have a grocery store. I don't have a shoe store. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm driving out to shopping centers and driving out far to get my amenities. So why even be there? Like no Starbucks, no Foot Locker. What's the use of even coming in the community if I can't get no fresh vegetables? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. Is it a bit tougher now or, or like is, is there more violence or why, why is it sort of not as friendly? Uh, I think the, the, the core of everything is, is frustration. When you're frustrated about a situation, that's where the anger, that's when the violence comes. That's when, you know, you kind of lose hope. So when losing hope leads to all kind of stuff. So the less options you have, the more, you know, if, if you have something, he don't have something in his, and he's hungry, then he maybe want to try to take what you have. So you definitely got to be careful on, you know, the way that you do stuff in certain areas, definitely. Um, you know, uh, just a rule of practice. I mean, it's just certain hours, like two o'clock in the morning from six o'clock is probably a bad time to be out anyway. Like you should be in the bed. So, you know, <laughs> So I think it's just like common sense, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be at no ATM by myself at three o'clock in the morning in the bad area. That's There's just- a lot of places like that as well. Like, <laughs> even in England, like Brixton and, and London, a lot, I mean, I wouldn't go out to my local ATM at three o'clock in the morning. Right, right. So it's the same thing. You know, you, uh, most of the good areas have all the good stuff. I got my, you know, Starbucks and I got my, you know, Walmarts and all my stores and Foot Locker, that's all in the good areas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like nice restaurants. I mean, everything is kind of good certain places. Like, you know, we had LeBron for so long. So downtown, we got certain areas just like the art scene is real cool. So mm -hmm. we got cool restaurants and, you know, bike parks and, you know, all of this stuff. But certain people, you know, in the inner city got to drive to these locations. They don't have it right where they're at so that's part of the problem yeah yeah do you, the, the kids as well from when your your generation growing up do you think they're 
less creative because they're just sitting at home or, or Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the thing is that some of them um they just uh don't create anything right so a lot of less drawing a lot of less you know all of this stuff that's where it started at. people think you just jump on the computer but it starts with solving problems you know and a lot of them have don't I don't want you to misunderstand. A lot of them have so much stuff. Like they do have computers and tablets. They got all the latest clothes. You know, they got iPhone tens. They got better stuff than I have. Yeah. So a lot of them get this type of um, entitlement where they don't have to work or they don't have to think and strategize. And they just get what they want. Like I know kids that got horrible grades, but when you look at them, they they uh they look good from head to toe. Like. So it's like, really, we need to reverse engineering and, and make these guys work a little bit. They don't really like to switch gears a little bit. Um, I'm, I was just coming from this class and I got this uh, older gentleman who used to work on uh, work on buildings. Right. And he showed me some pictures. He's, he's a still, he, he does welding. So he's showing me like, they had tents on the buildings. Like he's like 20 floors up with tents up there to stop the wind from getting up. So my point is when I shake his hand, his hands feel like, like he's got the, the firmness. Like if you don't, if you catch his hand the wrong way, he'll crush your fingers. <laughs> so what I was saying to my class is like, you don't feel guys hands like this no more. Yeah. Like, like, like I wanted him to shake all the little boys' hands in my class to let them know, like, this is like what a, you know, because we were, we were real active back then. Like, I guess, I guess maybe the technology is a hindrance for them because they was kind of born into this age where they have all these distractions. Hmm. That's one. Um, so it's a lot of things grabbing their attention. So, uh, like, we kind of talked about growing up with toys and really pulling on your imagination and really be creative and. I guess seeing something like Marvel, Marvel comic books, so Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, we had to dig through some pages to see this. We didn't have like, you know, click on, you know, LinkedIn and I mean, not LinkedIn, uh, Netflix, and then you just see, you know, the movie or whatever. So um, I think it's, you know, a different time. So it's a bit like, like you're saying in one of your videos about consumerism, uh, just the kids are becoming more consumers than creators. I think that's a really cool point. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, kind of crazy, man. Um, so a lot of it, too, is just getting them to think. You know, it's like pulling on your imagination and thinking, working through ideas and really problem solving and not kind of looking for the answers. The answers is kind of there already for you now. So it doesn't really take a lot of thinking. We have Google just help us, you know, just start typing for us. So it kind of, you know, can put us in a box where we're just always looking at content all the time so it's just like looking at movies and you know we got guys like you know games like Fortnite and Minecraft you know you got guys just watching guys play the game like this is kind of crazy to me <laughs> you, you, when we was growing up you couldn't wait to get the remote you didn't want to you know the, the controller you didn't want to watch I didn't want to watch you play all night I want to play these guys man can watch videos for hours of somebody else playing so like they like they get paid millions and millions of pounds and dollars for it as well. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Ornaments and yeah, it's it's a real like crazy world that esports. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just trying to get them in that mode of creating something and sticking them in front of a camera and getting them to think, think and talk about you know what just happened. Like we had a, a I had an event where we were uh, had some kids doing some brainstorming and they kind of design some stuff and they were in there for a good two hours. I stick them in front of a camera and say, okay, tell me what happened. What was you doing? So to even process that, it's like, uh, you know, they kind of stumbling over what happened where, you know, I took kids to an event. So, you know, I took them to weapons of mass creation. We went to a workshop, they saw somebody. Hmm. And then two days later, I stick them in front of a camera and say, okay, what do we do? They forgot the name or where we were at, who they looked at. So it's just like this type of stuff. <laughs> There's something about being in front of a camera that's uh, it makes you stumble a bit and and like I'm now that's strange, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it definitely takes a bit of time and practice to get used to. Uh, exactly. So I want to get them in that mode of getting used to it. 
Definitely. Yeah. What's the, what's the hardest thing you've had with kids and teaching them? The hardest thing is getting them to do something when I'm not around. Right. You know, if I'm there, remind them, all right, come on, let's do something. But, yeah. you know, let's say, let's say I didn't come to that location no more for some reason. Mm-hmm. Are they getting back on there still, you know, wanting to do something? Like, I mean, I'm at the library now and I had like 15 minutes, you know, break before I came in here to talk to you. And I'm looking up books on design and, you know, lettering and, you know, cartoon characters. I got a book so stacked to the, you know, to the ceiling. Like, because I was in that mode of always designing and always, I didn't need nobody to pull me to Photoshop and didn't nobody know what it was. You know what I mean? So... It's like, are you a true artist? And you know, what that really, what that, what it takes to be really involved in it? Like how deep can I go? I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm at the library. It's a book on how to build a house. It's a book on cooks, cooking, diets. So it's like, if you're really in a diet, you need to know, you know, all the diets or a book on, you know, building a house. You need to know how to do the foundation, how to put the roof on. Like you need to really be really into this heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's that real passion, like for for design and for creativity that you can. That's a sort of spark in the kids. Is you ever struggle? Do you ever struggle finding that in them, or or is it people that go to your class? Are there kids that want to learn? Yeah, I try to you know get the ones who's really creative already. So I try to get the nerds who's already playing the games and things like that. So they're already kind of interested in that. So it's about you know really exposing them to other options on what they could do. Yeah. So I can kind of get to see the, you know, the wheels spinning when I talk about, you know, financially making some money doing this. Yeah. So now they're kind of interested and let them know, like, look, you could set up a PayPal account. Look, you can start, you know, you could make your own website. Look, you can get your friends to pay you for these T-shirts. Look, so when you start giving them those options, then it gives them a different aspect of, okay, dang, maybe I should look into this or maybe I should, you know. Yeah get uh, into something like this absolutely i remember being driven quite a lot by money when i was sort of the, the, like that sort of right sort of age um and, and it's you, you let you sort of like people when you watch things on youtube and stuff it's all about money and it's you get this mentality of, of you have to be rich and get big dreams when you're a kid when you're a kid as well so when you right. I suppose that if you can make that link that's quite cool then yeah uh, gotta get the reality in there as well like <laughs> starving of it artist sort of thing <laughs> so i can find balance but yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, I I love watching your videos as well. I've been thanks, watching, thanks, you know, man. Preparation for this, and it's it's really cool to see how the kids react to you. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. What sort of stuff are you teaching them? Is it like just the basics, or is it pushing further on? Or it just depends on the person. So every person is kind of different. So you have different type of learning styles, and you just need to pick up on what those learning styles are. So some people are very visual. Some people are very um, uh, using their ears a lot more than vision. So it's just uh, picking up on people and some people take to it quickly. So I kind of give them advanced uh, techniques and let them go and run. Some of them are a little slower. So I kind of hone in on those. I might have some disruptions sometimes. So it's just kind of really um you just kind of get used to it sometimes i have bad days i come back and i rework what i've done um so you got to remember that this is after school so their attention spans may not be um like it would be like at nine o'clock in the morning (laughs) so so you have these type of issues so absolutely yeah but at least you're getting the the kids that sort of want to be there is it is it a thing that's forced on them or or do you or they get a choice to go they got a choice to go. Yeah, so this is the kids that want to be there. Yeah, yeah exactly, cool. exactly. I kind of showed them some cool stuff up front, so they kind of know. Yeah. So I'm not an example, yeah. So a lot of them kind of follow me on the social networks, and what I'm telling them is real, man. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like really, you might not even have these conversations with their parents or their father or their teachers. Because I could talk against the school, I could talk against social networks, I could talk against music, so all the stuff that they love i kind of paint a scenario on why it's not beneficial for you mm. so they're like damn i never heard of this type of stuff <laughs> yeah that's the best oh. sort of talk though and if you can get that into the kids at a young age it's, it opens their mind to sort of philosophical stuff and 
I get them actually thinking about what's what's actually matters and what's uh, what's most important stuff in life. So it's, yeah, yes, yeah, it's really guiding them to uh, you know speed up the process. Yeah. So we kind of you know jumping over the curve of learning as I go and trying to figure this out. You know, you try to figure it out. It may take this may take too long. I know some guys that's my age that haven't figured it out. You know, we was drinking and smoking at 20, and then you look up, you're drinking and smoking at 30. Now you're drinking at 30, smoking at 40. So you got 20 years of, you know, this type of lifestyle that may keep you stagnant and may not, you know, help you grow. So, you know, it's about, you know, talking about your the people that you're around and their effect on you. And if it's a positive, are you around positive people? So if you're not, then you need to adjust that. So, I mean, a lot of us is just kind of friends through proximity and we're not, really don't have anything in common. We all grew up together. We live on the same street. We go to the same school, so we, let's stick together. But if they all suck, then that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just as well. I, th- I think it's one of the most important things, uh, that good circle around you. So it's, it's cool. Are you, are you sort of building like a network of, of the, like matching the kids up to, to build them their own sort of like network? Are you, are you seeing any kids that are, progressing and that sort of stuff no you know what another problem is but it's okay they're super duper competitive okay so that's that yeah so that it's good to be competitive but at the same time you need a team so they're super duper competitive so they don't really know how to work like a team too like the guys really should be huddling up after school and starting a company like i just gave you tips on how to make a web page how to market that page how to market yourself. Like I have guys who've been with me for, this program is not new, it's been four years. So I got guys who've been in there at least two and a half years and I ain't seen anything. Like they should be like, I should be seeing some output. So I'm still looking for like young guys who are kind of doing it already. Like I teach college too. Yeah. So some of them a little older, but still it's really no difference. They don't, you know, I see a lot of excuses on turning in their homework. I see a lot of stuff like have done. You know, they're not, my class is two hours long. They're not using the same, the, the full two hours to really do their work. So it's like, you know, what the heck, man? So I'm trying to really crack the whip and get some people to, you know, be some superstars, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> at, at that point, do you, like, Talk to them a bit like firmer and tell them like this is the time to start now, or, or or would you just let them try and figure it out themselves? I'd let them. I talk to them now and say it's no time to waste. The situation is getting um, harder, you know, as the days go by. I mean, you know, the the economy. The thing is this, man. I kind of talk about like this is the best place to be. Like it's like winning the lottery of of living in America. Like you have so many opportunities. Like, you could have been born with no legs in a third world country. Like, it would have been difficult for you. So the fact that you are an American, you have all of this, you know, the, this, this, the, 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 you know, a big piece of the, the pie available to you, then you should be able to, you know, you should be taking that shot every day. Like, a lot of people just, I don't know, man, they, they get a tough break, they give up. I see a lot of people not staying on the path, kind of giving up easy. So... You know, it's hard work. It takes some extra time. You got classes, you got homework, you got to clean up, you got a social life. And now you're talking about studying some graphic design on top of it. It's not easy, bro. But at the same time, you know, reiterate what you were saying. It's like, it's no jobs, really. You know, it's a ton of seniors that just graduated from college now looking for the same job you're looking for. So how are you going to stand out? If you don't put in that extra work, you're not. You're not going to get the job. Yeah. You know, it, took me a, it took me a long time to realize that, like, I had experience, I had a degree, and I still couldn't find a work. I was getting interviews, but, you know, it was like telephone interviews and taking tests, and like, this stuff was horrible, man, so. When, when your parents and everyone are pushing you to do traditional sort of college and, and schoolwork, um, it's hard to keep focused on, on something you love as well. Yeah. Experience, it's that's probably why my, my grades suffered a bit because um, all the time either I was playing Xbox or, or I was uh, <laughs> with friends or uh, or I was doing graphic design stuff. So that's probably why I didn't get the best I could have done. In, in I got what I needed. I got arts 
art graphics and maths and English. So that's the four you need. Um, and then nothing else really. So yeah. Uh, but but it's, it's focusing on, on the stuff that matters and that's all that I needed in my life really. I knew that I wanted to be a designer. If these kids know that they want to do that, then it's, it's focusing on that what, what matters. I suppose not right. like, to fail that because it doesn't matter. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, to teach them, I think. Uh, yeah. What's yeah, the, you just got to keep you just got to keep pushing it on them. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think platforms like this is is beautiful. You know, a podcast so they can watch and you know see what we're talking about, and you know maybe this can inspire you know inspire them. So you know we just keep putting out that content and keep talking about it. There's um there's a series I'm gonna do with another designer who's 16, and he's well we're gonna do uh, an advice for young designers series. Um, oh. a few topics and hopefully it's going to help uh, help some yeah. people and at a young age we we didn't have that um advice straight to our fingertips we didn't have the questions and answers straight away like how to set up a contract and stuff we'd have to go and ask someone so if there's a series like a video series on it um they can just go to that's for free you don't have to go through skillshare or or pay for anything then it's, it'd be great um so hopefully that helps someone but yeah, so, so when you, you were growing up, um, your thing is that you, you didn't grow up with a mentor uh, and no one really around you uh, that inspired you. So what, what, would, what did your parents do and what, how did you grow up about a mentor? Uh, my mentor? parents, uh, my parents uh, both had good paying jobs. Yeah. Um, so we, I grew up in a middle class home, so I had all the latest games, all the latest clothes and shoes and stuff. So I had a lot of stuff. Um, High school was cool. Uh, they didn't really have an advanced graphic design department at the time because it's still the 80s, so it's kind of early. No computers yet. Um, I had a buddy who went to college. So, because my grades wasn't so hot, so I really wasn't getting pushed to do no ACTs and college tours or anything like that. But one of my friends who played football went to college. So I visited him in the ninth grade and it kind of changed my life because it gave me a, a different way of looking at school. Right. I'm like, the campus is beautiful. The women is beautiful. So I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> so yeah, so, so after that, I went to Akron University and I looked into the art department. They had something called graphic design. I didn't really know what it was, but you know, since I'm an artist, I kind of, you know, start taking classes. So that was kind of, uh, a little bit of illustration, a little bit of photography, packaging, portfolio reviews, all of this stuff. Um, so it was painting and all that. So well-rounded program, real cool. Um, and my style had got better. Because I was always drawing, but really getting the, 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 the formal classes really elevated my illustration. So yeah. I was kind of, you know, heavy into drawing um spawn characters and stuff like that heavy into the graffiti still you know i was doing a lot of partying on the college campus so <laughs> this was like the 90s so this was like you know mike tyson is yeah, you know the, the, yeah mike tyson is the champion michael jordan is playing so kids don't know all about that so this is like wu-tang clan and you know all of this stuff <laughs> good stuff guys so, yeah, so this is really pushing the culture, man. So I'm heavy in it, you know. So yeah, also yeah. yeah, people when they're young, they have obviously have creativity. That kids generally have more creativity than a lot of adults. When you when you get older, it tends to be sort of there's no kicked out of you uh, as you go through school and through the system, especially over here. Anyway, that's what it feels like. And when you're an adult, you either do a desk job and, and hardly ever draw or, or read or just not creative at all. Um, and it seems to be getting younger and younger that, that it gets kicked out of you with these sort of technology and stuff. And but there's more and more opportunities. How are you sort of, how are you making kids look at those opportunities and actually use them? Uh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, Cause I don't want to be totally anti-college, but you know, it's practical, could be practical in this field not to go to college type of thing so going to college and getting a job that's you know following the rules and following instructions and kind of doing what your mother says to do it's you know status quo is kind of you know i talk about this i i i, I grabbed this line from steph um 
Goldwyn on uh, on the linchpins to take care of you bargain and to take care of you bargain is, you know, following instructions and doing what you're told. Mm. I mean, I think those days is like kind of, you know, way behind us because they took design and they turned it into a manual. So it's kind of easy to outsource a lot of the stuff that I was doing in-house when I, you know, started my way in, up the corporate ladder. Right. So it's like anybody now you can get, you know, your auntie to come and do some designs. She's, you know, making flyers at church now. So it's like, you know, you just grab these templates. You don't need Photoshop anymore. You could get, you know, you got web-based application that can kind of do designs for you. So it's like really, you know, tough to find something that you really love doing. Um, that you, I guess you got to find your style. Let me take it back some. Yeah. Um, so when I graduated, I had the portfolio and I'm looking for a job to do work, but it really wasn't my style. Like this stuff is just like portfolio stuff just to get me a job to show the company he can do brochures, he can do flyers, he can do logos, he can do interface design or whatever, but it's not something that you're gonna have in an art gallery. That's the stuff that you was drawing when you wasn't in class. That's like those Wu-Tang and stuff that I was talking about, that spawn drawings. That's really your style. So you really need people to buy into that. And I think people need to focus on that a little bit more. So you, be, you come recommended instead of just saying, hey, I'm a designer, hire me, hire me, hire me. It's not like, no, I saw your stuff and I want that style that you had. I want the J working stuff. So that's what you've got to work on. So, you know, I would say- You would be like, having a vanilla ice cream and then adding the sprinkles on. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, the boxes that you can do everything, but then you've got to make it unique and, and your stuff. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's tough to do because yeah. I was in a box because, you know, you have to think about it. I come from a, my family was workers. So I come from that, that idea, like my parents, it took, like I've been kind of Jay working for a long time. So really, you know, getting all the exposure I, I, I've gotten, my parents kind of now understand, but before they didn't understand what the heck I was doing. Like, why are you hanging out these buildings? Like a lot of people wasn't trusting the process until I'm on the news. Now they saying, oh, now they trust everything you do. But at first, people was like, what the heck is you doing? You know, it really wasn't getting it. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, I'm still very professional what I do, but I'm definitely myself. I don't really care how you feel about like the way I talk, the way I act, the way I look. It's who I am. We need to embrace that. Like we're kind of trying to change who we are when we graduate to, you know, uh, you know, you know, kind of reform into what the, what the company wants you to be. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is that sometimes the companies don't like to embrace who you are. So maybe that's not a good situation for you. Yeah. So I kind of talk about that a lot. Like companies, a lot of companies are not really culture forward moving. So if they don't know that you're indispensable in the way that you are and they're going to pick up on that, then they're going to lose because you're going to move on to something else if you that ambitious and, you know, you know, you that talented. Like I got people that follow me right now on LinkedIn that let me go. They liking all my pictures now and stuff. They didn't see it in me at the time. You know what I'm saying? But now they see it in me now. Yeah. So it's like bittersweet. So yeah. what's, what's been the biggest struggle for you is evolving and, and finding like your, your true personality, like you say? The biggest struggle? Yeah. Uh, just being patient, man. Sometimes when you're younger, you want it now. So that's the thing. You just got to be patient and let it work out. You know, my car, and you know, first when I first started with the kids, they stole my car. You know what I'm saying? So this is enough to make somebody, you know, say, damn, I need to do something else. But yeah. you didn't know that, you know, I didn't know I was going to start the graphic design program. I didn't know I was going to be doing none of the stuff that I'm doing. So it's just being patient and just really trusting the process. So. Can you tell the story of how they stole your car? Well, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I started, you know, my first day of work, you know, was cool. Yeah. I got dropped off. I wasn't driving. The second day I drove, I had a little uh, Dodge Neon and I had, you know, roll up windows. Yeah. So it was super hot. So I had the windows cracked. Uh -huh. I didn't know 
that when you have rolled out roll up windows if you have them cracked if you stick your hand in the window you could push it down i didn't know that so you know they called me into the office like do you have that white neon out there i was like yeah it's like somebody stole your car they probably wouldn't have stole my car if they knew me but they didn't know whose car that was yeah. So I couldn't find my car. It was gone. When I found it, it was like two weeks later, the transmission was shot. So I couldn't drive it. I didn't really have no money to buy another one. So I had to walk. Like, you know, this was like a hardship, man. My wife flipping out. We can't get to the grocery store. You know, it's just like a tough time. I really wasn't making a whole lot of money. This is after school program. This is not, I'm taking a pay cut. Yeah. I was out of work for five years. Like, you know, working my way up the corporate ladder, they yanked the rug out of me because of the economy. And then I couldn't get back to that salary amount that I was making. So I just had to take anything at the time. Mm. So, you know, but I think I want to say back then I was just doing it for the money and not, not I don't want to say I was doing it for the money. You know, I'm a designer, I like designing, but the stuff I was designing, I wasn't too thrilled about it. Yeah. You know, it was stressful. Yeah. Like, being a designer, being a creative for a living is a very stressful job. I salute everybody that's doing it because, you know, your art director might not, you know, like what he's getting out of you. And that's his opinion. You might see it a different way. You got to sell yourself on what you're doing, too. So, I mean, it's a little easier when they like you and, and, and you come recommended, like I said. He likes your style. But, you know, just... You know, it's just kind of tough. I get it, man. The one, the one thing that I found as well, like in agencies and internships and stuff, is that uh, they, they give you anything. So I, <laughs> you don't want to. I don't want to start designing something that I don't want to do. That's why I want to work for myself because you can choose what you want to design. You can exactly. Choose what you're passionate about. So exactly. It's, it's a really important right. thing for uh, for designers, especially because you want to unleash your creativity on something that you. you want to like you want to do rather than something you don't want to do yeah yeah that you're happy with yeah yeah that's your that's your true self you got to find who that is yeah you know so it's a lot about being self-aware of who that is and when you're self-aware then you know that you know maybe this is temporary i mean you know everybody got to pay the bills so you know after five o'clock when you come home you got to crank on those illustrations if that's what you really want to do so you know you do the boring brochures and then at, you know, in the evening, you're working on your other stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think being a designer is very valuable because we have so many directions we can go into. So, you know, we can get into photography, we can get into video editing, illustrations, and doing the design. It feels so all linked, doesn't it? Huh? Say it again. It feels all links, like all the creative stuff. And yeah, yeah. So you can. All you need, really need to do as a designer, and this was what I was kind of weak on, was marketing. Mm. You know, if I had to go back and change anything with the universities, maybe they do it now. Like, we needed to be linked into, we needed to be linked with more marketing. Right. It was like, you know, okay, here's your portfolio. Good luck type of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't had nobody, no mentor like me. Like, oh, you need to take some of this stuff out of your portfolio. You need to move this around. This is what you need to tell them. This is how you negotiate. Like, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, this was all new. You know, the internet was not that old yet. It was like 2097. It's like the early 2000s. So it wasn't like, you know, you couldn't just type in salaries or, you know, I'm looking up how to, you know, interview through a book. It wasn't no questions I could look up real quick. So it's like early Twitter days, isn't it? It's early, early starts of social media as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, just watch your mic on it on your on your zip because it's like <laughs> yeah. You're having a... <laughs> Is that better? That's much better. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, cool. I, it's cool. Uh, We're gonna get this together. We're gonna get this together. <laughs> a lot of people in the past like have emailed and commented about that about that sort of stuff, especially from me because my before I got a mic, it was um it was, it was really poor audio. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, record it on OBS, and it. And I can't listen to podcasts as well if if there's something going on. I find it hard to focus. So yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, we're talking like such good stuff. So I thought, I'd, you know. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Working the kinks out. Got to. Sorry, say that again. I said working the kinks out. So you got to yeah. do that. That's it. Uh, 
So, so did you get your car? So you got your car back? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got it back, but it was it was shot, so I had to get another one. Yeah. So I eventually got back on my feet and got a better car, and you know the program started taking off. I resigned. I came back as a consultant, started yeah. making more money. So it was just part of the process. I had to get through it. You know, you know. I'm, I'm gonna talk about Zeph Golden again. He got a book called The Dip. So the dip is that down point on your career, your situation, and then if you wait patient, it comes back up. A lot of people get give up on the dip. So, you know, it's, you know, always get greater later. So yeah. I just started working on my craft a little bit more. I started, you know, getting back into, you know, getting back into the art too. I think a lot of us designers, unfortunately, stop drawing and stuff. I know I was. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it happens. It happens. You get yeah. like, or you think you can just jump straight into the computer. Um, it, yeah, it's hard to make sure you draw and sketch it out first. So it's almost like a step that, some designs that I think they don't need. So it's, yeah, especially if you have an idea straight away and you want to get it on the straight, sorted out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you got the car back, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so yeah. you found out who it was. Did you teach them? No, no, they ended up getting caught. Right. It was going on, they was going on a car stealing spree. All right. Ended up, yeah, they ended up getting caught and, you know, got jammed up like that. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Cause I used to do a lot of dumb stuff when I was young too. So, you know, huh? You ever steal a car? No, not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, <laughs> so obviously, obviously, teaching kids, you probably get quite a good sense of pride, like when you when they see when you see them progress and, and see like work um, get better. Uh, so, what's been like the proudest moment of, of teaching kids in your, your career so far? Uh. I can tell you a recent one. I had a student inbox me, said he was uh, moving, so he wasn't going to be able to be in the program. But, you know, thank you for everything I, I showed him. And, well, this is what he said. He was like, you're going to have to find another design leader because I made him a design leader. Nice. He was like, he's moving to Alabama, and, you know, he's going to, you know, he's glad everything I showed him and told him and stuff, and he's going to you know, not be able to come into the program or whatever, but I let him know, like, man, you're still my design leader. You know what I'm saying? I'm still accessible. So you can always reach out to me and work on getting some computers if you need it and cameras and, you know, keep pushing, man. So those are the type of moments that really, you know, give me the goosebumps, man. Like, hey, he didn't have to really do that, you know, and he's on the younger side too. So you know, for him to hit me up, he kind of inboxed me like a grown man. I was reading it like that. So it's like those type of moments, like, you know, make me feel good, man. Yeah, that's great. When you, yeah. That's really nice. That's really nice of him to do that. How old was he? I think he's in the middle school. So 12, I think. Oh, wow. 12. Yeah. That's really nice. Uh, yeah. Are there any future design styles that you've been teaching? Uh, I got some little guys, man. Um some little guys, uh, I got a lot of them in one, one, one area. It's like about five or six of them. Mm. And they really can crank some stuff out. It's like, <clears throat> yeah. They, you know, I, I had these moments where a lot of them are kind of programmed through school to just do the steps as I tell them and don't go above and beyond that. Yeah. So I am have one that might keep going. So he's adding more stuff and adding more elements to it than what I told him. So when I see those type of moments, it gives me, you know, it makes me happy. You know, I was like, Dad, he's a, that's how I could tell who the designers are, the, the real ones who keep working when I'm not there and not around. Um, I was teaching some guys some, some, uh, some basic steps recently. And I was like, well, you know, I had like about five minutes before I was going to leave. So I was like, let me show y'all my process. So I like to show off a little bit. So I just started designing something and I looked up and one of the guys was mirroring what I was doing and he didn't have to do that. I was like, dang, man, let me show you what I was doing, like helping him out. So it was like those moments, man, they get it at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. nice. That's yeah. the connection as well, if you're showing them what you do. That's, that's that extra bit of connection that we talked about earlier on. Um, so what's like what's the design and education design art and what's the design art education like in the US? Uh they don't really have it. They really have art. Like 
I may be naive and maybe some design uh, departments, but we have something called the School of Arts and they just have art. They have dance, they have right. poetry, but they don't have any design, uh, doing any design. So it's like they need to have some designers teaching kids how to design and marketing too. It needs to be a tool. It needs to be both of them, I feel. So. I was talking to uh, Bob Ewing from Inch by Inch and we were talking about this being sort of uh, sore subjects in America where they're sort of pulling the funds from a lot of art uh, schools and pulling a lot of funds for for the programs in schools. Is that affecting your stuff at all or, or are you still full on? Mm, I'm really not on that end. I right. think they're trying to invest more in the arts and not cut those programs first. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to grab my, you know, grab me and get me to do stuff because they don't have, you know, this stuff. They don't have IMAX. They don't have a creative cloud. You know, this is an extra expense to get this stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of the computer labs that I'm in, the rooms aren't even really set up for teaching. You know, the computers are along the wall. You know, I get it. It's, you know, it keeps room, you know, space. But you know, I'm teaching kids behind their head because, you know. Yeah. The, 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 you know, it's not set up like a classroom, like I'm at the head of the class in a lot of these centers. Um, another problem is that uh, like the after school centers are more geared around play and not geared around doing any work. So the culture of that is play. So it's like if you go to the library, you automatically know the culture of the library is to be quiet. So as soon as you go in the library, don't know why I have to tell you to cut your phone off. You know, as soon as you go in the library, because the culture of the library is to be quiet. So when you come in, that's that culture. So they need to have these spaces more like working spaces. Like when I go in here, I'm going in there to work. Yeah. It's like the the movie, uh, the show that came on was Fame. Back, you might not be familiar with it, but it was a show, it was a show called Fame. And it was like a school of arts from New York. Right. And it was like dancers and it was real creative. and this was the culture of the show. Like these guys were sticking together and really being creative and really best dancers in New York type of thing. They need to have that same type of culture when they coming into like a design department. Like yeah. when I come out of here, I'm gonna have a logo for another company. So it's just like a, you know, this is what Bill Gates was doing. This is what, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was doing. They was building this stuff when they was in school. This wasn't part of their classes. Mm. You know, they was kind of coming up with these ideas and building these companies in garages. This is what these guys need to be doing on the couches at the, you know, at the uh, after school program. Yeah, that's, that's, that's got me thinking about the space I'm in right now in my living room and, uh, and thinking about how I can switch that on. Like when I sit down here, like all right, I'm working rather than watching YouTube videos, which I do quite a lot, or setting stuff on my phone and thinking the Xbox is over there, I'll go and play that for a bit and have, have a bit of a break. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you got you got a book called Deep Work from Carl Newport. The thing is, is the problem is that the social networks have our attention spans very low. So it's hard to really focus and do deep work because we've been programmed. So, so when we're looking at the screens, we're just getting a refreshed screen of new content. So it's hard for us to focus. Like even when you're using YouTube, you got so many thumbnails. So as you click on one, you're looking at something else like, damn, let me look over here. What's this? So you kind of torn from... You go from looking at design, now you're looking at marketing, now you're looking at content management, now you're looking at Shopify stuff, now you're looking at, you know, Jay-Z new video. So all of this stuff is hard to, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to focus. So it's like you got to kind of come up with a system on how can I focus on these different, you know, time brackets maybe where I'm only doing this so you can get that concentrated deep work. So when we get a chance, Look that up. It's called Deep Work. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Is that something you're building into the kids or, or, or is that something that you expect them to have? Yeah, I kind of hit all these avenues. Yeah. So like half of my class is design, the other half is thinking. The other half is like really trying to wake them up and make them understand like the schools got to kind of messing y'all up some because they kind of program, you know, to go to school and then, you know, the school takes care of you until you get to college type of thing. So I just asked them questions like, if Kanye West offered you a job right now, would you take it? Some of them was like, no, I need to go to college type of thing. 
So I asked the question again, like, so you mean to tell me if Kanye flew you out to work to design the new uh, Yeezys, you wouldn't work on them because you got to go to college? And then they like, no, yeah, you're right. I want to fly out. You know, it's like, you know, maybe they think they got to wait to ask for their parents to give them permission to do this. So it's like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, help them work on their parents. Like, you need to build, you know, some forgiveness in your system so that you can, um, you know, have some leverage over your parents so you're making them get this iPad Pro. Yeah, no, you're making at least make them have a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. So you know you're showing some output. Like, look at my sketches. They pot up to the ceiling. They all shoes. Like, I want to go to Portland right now and sit down with somebody with Nike and show them what I got. Yeah. Type of thing versus just saying I want to work for Nike, but you don't have no drawings. So it's like you know, getting them to put that work in. It's just putting the work in, man. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I, like I, I think a lot of it is like advice for myself too. I'm not done working, so yeah. I haven't I haven't made it yet. So I need to put the work in too. There's a good uh, saying which I, I've got originally from a guy called Radim Malinik, and it's a he's written a book called The Book of Ideas. And one of his main quotes of it is I've got a poster up there. It's called Everything Is a Work in Progress, and uh, I'm sure everyone's a lot of people have said that, but it's it's something that I. Yeah, try and remind myself all the time. So you look at other people, you feel jealous because their work's amazing and you're not quite at that level. And, uh, and then you get down about it, but you know that you're younger, like 10 years younger than them. So you've got to think that you might get there one day if you keep working mm -hmm. on it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, the online courses and stuff that you're doing um, with the video stuff, do you think that's the new sort of education rather than going to classes and schools and stuff. Do you think that you can learn a lot more via online if you're willing to put the time in? Uh, I think so. Or I think the so. combination of the both is obviously ideal. But I think, personally, at least, I think I've definitely learned a lot more, obviously about design because I put more hours into it, but I've definitely learned a lot more since leaving, about life, definitely, since leaving school um, on, on the internet. Yeah, your brain doesn't know the difference, man. Right. I mean, me and you having this conversation right now, it's like we're really in a room together, but we're not. Yeah. So I may not have the best mentors um, physically, but if I sit and watch Elon Musk, all his videos, it's like I'm still getting the mentorship from him, really. So my mind doesn't know the difference that he's not standing there. I'm still getting that, you know, I'm still getting that value from him. So I really, I, it really doesn't matter as long as you're getting some value out of it. And online is the only route you can go at this point. You definitely, I definitely would say yes. You got to do it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, design for social change. What what's it all about? And and what is it? What's that mean? What does that even? Yeah, what does it mean? Uh, design for social change. Well, social change is um, just change. Period. It's just a change in the society. It's a change for the youth to give them a different mindset, a different way of thinking, change their behavior to help spearhead, you know, trying to help the community. That's what it's about. It's about, you know, giving these people options. So, it's, you know, it's less frustration, it's giving them more opportunity, it's giving them a better, better, better way of thinking, it's helping the society in a whole. It's like a circle going around. It's helping the community, the community is helping them. So we have, we always have a lot of problems. The solution is designers come up with solutions. They can help the community. The community can help them build up. So, I mean, um, that's basically what it is. It's like, um, yeah, I've heard you know, that, uh, like said, a lot of people say design is, uh, is powerful in, in, in many ways, but you never really uh, notice it too much on Instagram. You just see pretty pictures all the time. Yeah, so this is like putting in the work and giving charity and giving back, man. Yeah, you know, it's like helping the community. Everybody's gonna be affected by some type, some way. It's like we taxpayers, so we're spending a bunch of tax money on you know reform for youth and prisons and all of this stuff. When we could save that money, and you know, save this money and, and keep these guys out of trouble, and females too, you know. Uh, 
This is helping them with their grades. It's helping them be a better person all the way around. So, you know, it's the, the um, graduation rate is higher. You know, they become law-abiding citizens. It's just like helping the world go around, man. So, Nice one. Um, the last three questions I ask everyone, first of all, is what's your best bit of advice? Best bit of advice is to really uh, create something and don't be scared of... Um, don't be scared to to not be a follower. <laughs> a lot of what I see is a lot of people are a bunch of followers, man. People are scared to be themselves. So, you know, really be patient. Um, put the hard work in, put the hours in, and stay positive, stay optimistic. That's the one thing. A lot of people, you know, have a lot of problems with their, with their life, problems with themselves. So it's like, really dig deep, reverse engineer what the problem is, and, you know, uh, stay, stay working towards something. So I think when you're goal-oriented and very busy and working towards a goal, you don't really have time to think about what happened last week or, you know, something that your parents did to you or why your life is in shambles because you're too busy working on this lettering and working on getting, you know, working on making yourself better. So that's the main one. Nice, very good answer. Uh, what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars? First per uh, under a hundred dollars, my best purchase would probably be uh, that's a tough one. You asked me that one before. I always kind of stumble on that one. Under a hundred bucks, my best purchase. Yeah. Uh man, probably probably my probably my notebook. Yeah. My notebook. Yeah, I just bought a new one. So we got this, yeah, they got some nice notebooks at, uh, where did I get that from? Oh, we got, we got a store called Five and Below. They got these nice hard bike notebooks. Yeah. So I needed to get another one. So I'm trying to fill my notebooks up with notes and sketches and stuff, I'm trying to get back to that type of stuff, so. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. I think it might have been, did you say, no, there's Daryl said backpack. Backpack. <laughs> I, can't I can't remember what you said last time. Um, yeah, I was like, I was like, stumbled me. Yeah, so my notebook, man. My notebook, so underneath 100 bucks, my notebooks and some pens. So I'm really trying to get back into, get back into that side. Because I used to be heavy in the illustrations and I haven't been doing that lately. I teach too much. So trying to get back into that. I plan on getting an iPad Pro too, so. Nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Practice what you preach, preach isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta show, I gotta show people how dope I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the uh, feature. There you go. That it's me and you at Creative South. Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> it's cool. I've <laughs> uh, got, I've got my Creative South pictures over here. It's, it's really nice. Like, just look over it and see all the people that I've met and uh, all the people I look up to. It's great. It's, it's a really nice yeah. of where I want to be heading. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So the last last question is how do you want to be remembered? Uh, I want to be remembered as a <clears throat> creative thinker, man. <clears throat> creative thinker for the most part. So, you know, I'm talking about the designs, but the thinking is the most important part of it. So, you know, I want to leave back this legacy for my kids so they could just know my point of view on, you know, how I felt about everything. So really trying to dig deep and just try to learn as much as I can, man. I'm like in awe, <clears throat> I'm in awe just at the library. Like, I think if you could absorb as many, as much knowledge as possible, the better off you're gonna be, you get a better, you know, uh, better way of thinking, you know what I'm saying? Your world is much bigger. So let's just say you never went outside your house, but you always had tons of books coming to the house it's almost better than going outside if you, you know, really digesting these books. So. Yeah. Opening that mind up. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, where can people find you and say hello? Uh, you can find me at jworking.com. I'm all on the set, all on the network says jworking. So that's all one word, J A Y W O R K I N G on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can take a look at my, uh, YouTube channel, I'm doing some vlogging yeah. and so all my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do a lot, man. You gotta put in, you gotta you gotta get that content out as much as possible. 
Uh, I work around the clock. I have to. So. What time did you go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends. I've been on the early streaks. So I've been trying to get up early. You know, I got a big family, so they kind of get up and start, you know, throwing plates around nine o'clock. So if I could, <laughs> if I could get up at like six, seven, eight, nine, that's like four hours. I can get some stuff in. Just when I feel myself getting tired, I kind of give up. Yeah, right. Um, school doesn't start till another two weeks, so I got some free time. So I'm kind of working on some merch right now, working on some concepts and stuff. So, you know, yeah, working on that. Just working on it. I'm working on a couple of things. I can't talk about it right now, but, you know, really some business stuff, trying to get the business better. You know, I'll say that, trying to optimize my system a little bit better, so... Amazing. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the bottleneck in the business right now. So I'm trying to expand and just give some more resources for people. That's it, man. Just trying to help the way I can help, you know, I'm trying to build my team up too. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. A pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you and seeing you again, man. I love the show. Thank you very much for watching and listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you give it a thumbs up, share on social media or with a friend, and maybe leave a comment, you know, get involved in the conversation, or even start a conversation. I just want to also say a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has followed and watched the podcast, listened to the podcast. It means a lot. It's really growing at quite a rapid rate, bringing in more guests as well. So thank you very much. I really appreciate everyone who has watched it and has supported the show. I'm also giving away some stickers too. Some Creative Waffle Podcast stickers, Blue Dead Design stickers, and some other stickers that I've illustrated, designed, and uh, I'm going to be giving out. So if you want any of those, email me, uh, hello at bluededesign.co.uk, or message me on Instagram, at bluededesign. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.